The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 353. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. So, Greg, on this show, yeah. on I think it was Podcast Beyond 200. Oh, man. I proclaimed that Mitt Romney was going to win... The, the, the election in 2012 right. and I was you wrong. Lost pizza Congratulations, you were so uh, right. I know. But I was talking to some friends of mine from Long Island. I thought you'd like this just as an anecdote because people mm-hmm. like to bring that up as one of my just notorious... That sure. and Little Deviants. Yeah, Little Deviants. Well, that's your favorite one. Um, <laughs> I was talking to some buddies of mine and they were talking about in 2004 we were practicing, our band was practicing, I was in a band called Paper Champ when I was yeah. in college. A good name. At, yeah, it's a great name. And we were practicing, we were watching the Democratic Convention in 2004 when they nominated Kerry, and I don't even know if you remember this, but Obama was running for Senate and gave a speech at this yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember. That was his and big thing. Bu- Everybody's like, he's amazing. Yeah, my, my buddies were like telling me how they were, I don't remember this, but they were saying how I predicted, I was like, this guy's going to be president. And then I said, he's going to be a good president. So oh, okay. so I was right about one or two, one of two of the things, but I just saw the people, so I was wrong about Romney, but eight years before that, I was right about Barack Obama before. Well, you're half right. You got a point uh, yeah, five yeah, points, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, don't know, I actually got to hear him speak live. He actually Obama? came to... Or Kerry? Uh, or Obama. Romney. President Obama. <laughs> All of them. No, I actually uh, did a speech next door to my parents' house, and I actually got to hear it for free because he was Damn. out in the backyard. But it was so boring because it was a stump speech yeah. that my brother and I were listening for a while, and then we went and uh, tore down wallpaper for my mom. <laughs> oh, I was going to it'd just be funny if you just, it drove you insane. <laughs> and you just went and said, oh, uh, of course, in the ever-rotating third chair, the queen of IGN database, Megan Sullivan. What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us, Megan. Thank you. Thanks for swinging by, making time. Yep, always. You're either working on a database or some giant JRPG oh. game, so. That's right. I just put a watch, re- or a watch read article up for Pillars of Eternity, which is Obsidian's new RPG. Obsidian, I've heard of them. Yes. They make video yes, games. Yes, you have. They do. If you uh, played South Park, Stick of Truth, I did. Or one of the uh, old uh, Infinity Engine games. Uh, new Vegas, yeah. right? Fall of New Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Kotor well, 2? Yeah, that was one. Yeah. Mm. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how is this new one? It's fun. Yeah? It's a total throwback to the old Infinity Engine games. So if you're an old school RPGer or you play tabletop games, chances are that you're really going to like this game. Uh, I'm also playing Divinity uh, Original Sin. Yeah. So it's kind of like a uh, renaissance of old CRPGs that are coming back into style. Mm. So looking forward to that. Okay. Very fun. CRPGs means cool RPGs in case you're, in case That's you're curious. That's totally what it means. 
cool, cool RPGs. RPGs, Japanese RPGs, strategy RPGs. Those are the I like cool RPGs. Three kinds. You don't cool like RPGs Western RPGs? No, I don't want to smell the Why marker. Why are you smelling pretty, your marker? It smells pretty good. It's my marker. He does this He's every week. He takes it, then, then we're going to start cursing and passing the <laughs> thing back and forth like a bunch of weirdos. God forbid we bring two gosh darn markers into this place. It's fine. You don't need it. Uh, when do you want to talk about Rogue Legacy? I don't know. We can talk about whatever you want. Rogue Legacy is so good, Colin. Yeah, it really, it's really fantastic. I tried to get fantastic a code game. yesterday, yeah. and it was gone too in slow. two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Too fast. I swear to God, I sent an email out like two seconds after Colin did, and he's like, nope, all gone. It's like, that's you gotta be quick. So you gotta fast. see my inbox when I send these because I yeah. get a lot of codes. I try to you know distribute them democratically. I always give Greg one. Democracy and then does I, not And then work. I distribute them. I'm like, it's like and mostly I give Vince one, and then I distribute them democratically. You're Al Capone, and I'm the mayor of Chicago. Right, exactly. So you give me my cut, oh. and then you get to do whatever you <laughs> want. Ken Burns reference. Yeah, I've been watching that. Let me tell you real quick for this uh, the whole Rogue Legacy. If you get it when you play it on your Vita, it pairs so well with Prohibition. Yeah, Ken, Ken Burns', Burns is Prohibition. 18 hour Prohibition. You put it on, you sit there, you learn some stuff while you play. It's great. Yeah, so you, great are you enjoying it, Mayor Daly? I am. <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. I, I had played it for on Wait, PC. Are we talking about Prohibition? No, no, well, Prohibition sucked. We right. all know that. That really but, but screwed the, things the, up. But the documentary is good. Again, back to the Prohibition thing. Yeah. They're teaching me about, you know, it's already going off hatred and things, right? And yeah. we talk a lot about Valiant Hearts here. They were talking that when Germany went all evil and went all off the road, people st- stopped, co- they called uh, uh, sauerkraut uh, American, or freedom cabbage, which it's is like, like preposterous. And then freedom fries freedom came back. Fries. And nobody was like, no, stop. That happened. But then they also stoned wiener dogs to death in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, ni- early 1900s America. Portillo, Pull it together. Portillo's great-grandfather. Yeah, just, just chilling out. Oh, man, out. he martyred himself I in the know, streets I of Chicago. I can't believe it. I can't, I can't believe they left that out of Valiant Hearts. No wonder Portillo's so touched in the head. Probably, he, he, yeah. He, he, it's a, it was a traumatic experience yeah, for, his, his, for his people. His people. They're That's still, resonated still down the generations. Mm-hmm. Rogue Legacy is fantastic. Yes. I played it when uh, it it's came crack. when when game it was up for game of the year last year, right? For PC or yeah. was it two years ago? And last no, year, it was last okay. year it came to PC. Played it on PC for a little bit, just you know enough to get a taste of it. Liked where it was going. Didn't think it compared to other game of the year contenders, so it kind of fell off my radar. But then, yeah, it feels so at home, and there's so much to do. And you tell them all about it, Colin. It's a really fantastic game. It costs under twenty dollars. PS3, PS4, Vita, crossplay, and I played it on Vita mostly. I played it on PS4 a little bit last night. Yeah. Not as good. Yeah, yeah on Vita, good. like on Vita, it's everything. right at home. And basically, what it is is it's 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 a very smooth, uh, very it handles very well. It's a side-scrolling action game, kind of in the spirit of Castlevania, like a like a Igarashi Castlevania, but sure. it's a little more comical. It's a little looser. And the idea is you play the same parts of the game over and over and over again. There are only five parts of the castle, five bosses, and the idea is to see if you can get through it without dying. Right. And if you die, you take all of your gold. And you go and you buy upgrades and like statistical upgrades and new classes and stuff like that. And then you're you play as the uh, like, air is the air of the person that died. There's like a family tree that comes down. You see, this is the game that came around last year that everybody's talking about with the uh, genetic uh, deals, right? Like some you come back, somebody will be colorblind or can't see 3D or gay or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different things that have bonuses or no, no changes at all, like the gay thing. Yeah, that's what, awesome. that was also <laughs> funny. As like one of the things is, uh, yeah, your character can be gay, but it doesn't do anything. Oh, it, it doesn't, doesn't say it, it, you like the men, you yeah. like the ladies, and that's it. But it's <laughs> but it's cool. Like yeah, if you're so if your character's colorblind, the game's in black and white. If you are nearsighted, you can only see the things directly around you, so everything else blurred out on the screen. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. Like if you're ADHD, you're really fast. Yeah, uh, giganticism, so you're huge. Yeah, so then you can be a dwarf too. Dwarfism. It's like really, 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 really clever. There's one. My favorite one is um, IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and yeah. your character just farts. Well, I like the one where you can't. <laughs> like cur- every once in a while, you just hear a fart noise. I like the it's one like where he's so cursing. Good. If you get hit, you curse no matter what, and a little thing pops up. And the other one, there was one. I don't remember what the what the like what the thing is, but it's uh, you you 
uh, exaggerate. Do you, have you seen this one yet? I don't know. Like where you your character gets hit, and usually it says like thirty hit points. It'll say like five thousand hit points. So <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. We should actually have people. Uh, comment about their favorite sure. Rogue yeah, yeah, it's out today, obviously on the PSN. Yeah. It's a, it is it. a fantastic game. I don't Not, know what else to say about it. It's so just much like, to play. It's, it's crack, dude. Like, uh, it's it. For, oh, sorry, I cursed. You should probably. No, thank you. Good call. Down. I would have. I would have missed that one. I would have pissed that one. Nine. <laughs> we're getting better. Thirty-five. Yeah, we're getting real good. I think. Nine. <laughs> nine thirty-five. Fn. Um. Do you beep them out or do you just like? I just take it out. People are always like, "It'd be really cool if you put like y- you know you saying beyond in place." And I'm like, "Dude, I'm just trying to get the show to you as fast as possible." Like, if I had a product, if this is my only job, or we had like interns or something like there that could go through and spiff it up, great. You're just getting the straight meat. I cut it off the cow. I throw it to you. Sure, wow. that's how butchery that's works. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it, we, I was asking you last night. You know how how into Spelunky you had gotten? Because I had played Spelunky a bit and not not you know didn't fall in love with it like Goldfarb did. Goldfarb was so down the Spelunky rabbit I hole. Remember that? And this is similar to that in the way of I think it's an easy comparison, right? In the fact of like you're playing the same thing over and over. The worlds randomly generate. You can you know get the architect who can lock it in. If you get if you went through a world you liked a lot, you can come back out when you come as the heir and say, hold on, I want to play the same thing. He'll do it for you. You get less gold. Yada yada yada. But you're playing the same thing over and over to get better and better and better and go for you know further and further and further and it's just awesome. It's a very tense game. Also, too. I, and, and I, I was want to talk to you to you on the air about this. For my money, and cr- I need you to correct me if I'm wrong. The best implementation of cross save I've ever seen. It's automatic. Yeah, there's playing on PS4. It was popping up. It's like, all right, cross save done. I turned on my Vita. It's like, hey, you want me to download this? It's the most up to date version. I'm like, yep, done. Mm. Some of the newer cross save games are really similar to that. Yeah. Like, um, Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate is very similar to that, mm-hmm. like where it just happens. And it's I've only cool. played that one on Vita. Um, but much better on PS4, I think. But good on both. Chugs a little bit on Vita. Yeah. Uh, I just think Rogue Legacy, and again, like if you played, P- you know, I got some tech tweets. People played it on PC last year, and that's cool. We don't really play PC that much, except for Gone Home, of course. Um, well, there's those games that stand out that you have to play. At the right. Exactly. This, this and we knew this was coming to PlayStation for like ever. And this stood out long enough for me to play back then, but didn't hook me in the you know seven games we had to play for Game of the Year to try to make sure you understood. What was but happening. this game is just crack. Yeah. Like I like I'm so obsessed with it already. Yeah. I I, I stayed up for like one in the morning playing, like just on the couch for like four hours after you went to, like you went to bed really early yesterday like, and I came out. I Let's thought you just say there, there wasn't much sleeping. Uh, I bet there was <laughs> lots of rogue legacy um, in bed while Christine read the iPad. And uh, so it's just it's just one of those games that I, I really really recommend to people, especially people you know a lot of people. I have an uh, op-ed going up t- maybe today about the irrational hatred of indie games yeah. and like why it's just so silly it doesn't make any sense at all and this is just you're a, a hipster Colin, yeah, with a, your hipster glasses yeah, and my your hipster jive glasses talk. and my jive talk uh, <laughs> and my the gun. definition of a hipster and my, jive talk and my rezo gun uh, that's a reference to a video someone made about me but I, and my rezo gun shirt and all those kinds of things yeah. but these games are just for pound for pound better than all of these retail games that are coming out like yeah. I just I don't understand like how people can't see it for ten, fifteen, twenty dollars. You're getting these games that just are just packing a punch. Whether it's Shovel Knight on 3DS or Wii, whether yeah. it's you know Resogun, which is not technically an indie game, uh, but people look at it as one on PS4. Whether yeah. it's Rogue Legacy or you know Hotline this Miami is, 2 is coming up. The new world we live in. The new world we live in is where the indie games in quotes, the downloadable games, are going to be the lion's share of games, and the AAA ones. Which come is around affecting so the AAA ones. Like Ubisoft just came out with Valiant Hearts and Child mm-hmm, of Light, mm-hmm. and I love these games. They're amazing. Yeah, and they let they get money into the into the coffers while they can keep make, Assassin's Creed can take a year and have three different cycles going and yada 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 and in my, and in my op-ed I give props to Ubisoft specifically for that because they're letting their teams do that and Sony for basically hand over fist just giving these small studios money for timed exclusives like Axiom Verge or really funding a game like Counter Spy or right. putting their money into games like Hohokam 
Hokum. Or, you know, like these are, oh, none of these are technically indie games because they're all funded by a big publisher, but yeah. they are indie games to a lot of people. And, and it just so happens that Axiom Verge, I'm like way more excited about Axiom Verge than Bloodborne or something like that, even though I'm excited about Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. Axiom Verge is like, got that's my like attention. Dopeness, yeah. 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 So. That Minecraft video. It's the same thing we got Velocity 2X today, too. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to double back to something you were talking about a second ago. Okay. It came to PC. We preferred to play it here on the Vita, on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. This one comes from Derek. He wrote in. He, 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 he literally wrote in. He wrote in and then snail mailed his question to us. He says, Dear Colin, Greg, and the ever-rotating third chair, Beyond. 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 I'm in sort of a dilemma right now. So I bought a PlayStation 4 on launch with three games. I loved it for the first few months, but now I'm bored. I ended up buying a gaming laptop that is more powerful than my PlayStation 4 by far. I now rarely even use my PS4. Then Derek does the cardinal sin of just rambling on with a bunch of BS I don't care about, so I skip past all that. Should I sell my three systems? Uh, and he's talking about Vita, PS3. I'm sure you couldn't have put this together, so I'm helping you out. I thought maybe you meant Wii, PS3, and Xbox. No, he's just talking about his PlayStation things. Because okay. he up, he says, I have been a Sony fanboy up until a year ago, and I'm now disappointed. Wow. <laughs> I just weird, like that. Weird, weird time to be disappointed. <laughs> I just like that. Should I sell my three systems? I rarely play them with my Vita looking lonely, since I am not an indie or JRPG fan, and I played, I have played around 175 different PS3 games. Beyond, Derek. Uh, I don't know if you want to. I mean, that's cool if you want. I, I think it's a weird time to move away from the ecosystem because I think it's going to be really strong in the next 18 months or so when the games really start dropping. Yeah. Um, and I also disagree. I, I, I really disagree vehemently that people say there are no games to play on PS4. There are a lot of games on PS4. Yeah. It's, it's about whether... And, he's saying, and it's just a lot of indie, like he's smaller taking, indie yeah, games. He's taking pop shots at uh, JRPGs and indie stuff. That he's there are no well, now JRPGs. We can't, yeah, there aren't any on the PlayStation 4 right now anyway, so I don't know what that has yeah. to do with anything. We, I think we talked about that last week. There are no Japanese role-playing games on PS4. That's part of the problem of why it's not even you know failed to launch well in Japan, period. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I think it's a great time to own a PS4 and a Vita. PS3, sure, if you want to sell it, that's fine. You, you'll miss out on Persona and Tales of Hysteria and Tales of Exilia 2 and this some is, other games. There's but. a lot of layers to this. It's like an onion. I mean, my first and foremost thing yeah, is... Yeah, it makes he, me want to cry. Yeah, because you how can, do you not like indies and JRPGs? My thing is, it, does he need the money? Yes or no, right? That's the, the proper thing right there. If he's just selling them because he doesn't... Well, not, clearly he does. He's se- sending us, you know... <laughs> they've cut off my internet here. <laughs> in, Wherever I'm from, he can't Riverdale, New Jersey, yeah. I'll imagine. Yeah, like he must be writing it at work, or his dad works at ABC Supply Company Incorporated. But uh, there we go. Um, does he need the money? And if he doesn't, then why care? Keep that's the same reason I keep the Wii around, right? Like, well, the Wii U's there when I want to play Smash, when I want to play Mario mm-hmm. Kart, right? It'll be there for all these different things. Um, and then the fact, but the, going back to what I was tr- making a reference to, right? Uh, we were talking about it last night in text messages in our jovial fashion of how great Rogue Legacy is, how I thought it was special on PC, but I think it's better here. The fact is, I don't like playing at my desk. You know what I mean? I don't like coming home from my work where, you know, I come home from work where I'm working at a computer all day and then going into the other room and sitting down at that other desk in front of a, a PC, right? Like, I like to sit on the couch, I like to relax, I like to lay in bed, and that's where Vita and PlayStation come in, and that's where I prefer to play my games on consoles, period, over PC mm-hmm. gaming. And so I think that's the same thing here. If he's fine with you know, playing all these different games on the laptop, on his gaming PC setup, more power to him. Go do what you want. Let your f- freak flag fly, Megan. Maybe. But maybe. Oh, Megan's going to say no. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, I, I don't understand. I think that PlayStation 4 is just getting going. I think this is sort of a knee-jerk reaction to, oh, it's been kind of boring. There's been nothing good, and so I'm just going to sell this. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Things yeah. are just starting to come out now. We're just starting to hear about things. We're starting to learn about things. And things will be exclusive to the PlayStation 4 in the future. So why not just, you know, you can play your CRPGs or whatever you want. <laughs> cool, start RPGs. Com- cool, cool RPGs. Cool RPGs, Your computer 
role-playing games. But, you know, but why be hasty? I mean, why, well, I don't like it anymore and I'm going to do this. Well, you're going to regret that. Yeah. You yeah. don't just stop being a Sony fan. It's true. Well, he's he's apparently cooling. I think this is just, there's ups and downs to relationships, Derek. You need to understand this. You think Colin and I are in love every day? No. Some days I want to murder You got to work at it. Most of the days he wants to kill me. <laughs> he hates me. I know it. Uh, but... There's good times and bad. Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, it's cool. I mean, do what you want. It's just, I agree with you. I prefer to play games. I don't want to play games on PC. It's just, like, a game has to be really, really special for me to play it on PC, whether, like we said, whether it's Gone Home or more aptly Civilization V, which I lost, like, mm-hmm. months of my life to. Uh, but generally, I want to sit with a controller in my hand. I want to be playing on a big TV. I want to play on my handle. I mean, that's just me. I, I, I If people don't like that or, or think that that's you know, fanboyish or whatever, that's up to them. I don't really care. But, like, you know, he seems to want to move in that other direction, and that's totally his prerogative to do that. Um, But I agree with Megan. Like, it's a weird time to move away from PS4. I think PS4 is selling really well. This is what I I, I tweeted out yesterday. Like, do people that hate indie games specifically realize that they sound like old people? Because, like, I I tweet that, and I'm like, you sound like old people. Like, I hate indie games because they're indie. And Why? I, I just, I just I, I, it's actually really starting to bother me. But it's I, like, why? There are so many great games on this console. I come to the opposite conclusion. Like, it's cool to hate on these games for some reason. Like, you know, you're 15, and I don't understand why Gone Home is so cool and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, because maybe you're not mature enough to understand what's going on. Maybe, but it sounds to me like people clinging on to something that's dying, which is like the retail space, the AAA space. It's not to say that we won't get AAA games. It's not to say GameStop's going to close in the next few years. GameStop's going to close eventually. Uh, but... It is to say that, like, it's. It, I give a lot of props in my op-ed to people that play on Steam and people that play on PC because they just understand right. things already. They understand that we will eventually be into a digital-only future with consoles. They understand that there is a wide spectrum of games, $5 games, $20 games, so $40 games. So is he clairvoyant? Games. Is he just getting ahead? Or he's just like, you know, I'm just going to do everything on PC because that's the wave of the future. Maybe. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't deny anyone i wouldn't I, w- I would never deny that pc has the most games the most diverse games and arguably maybe even the best games pound for pound because sure. everything's on pc it's just that's not where i want to play it's a good place to play if you want great games but if you have a specific need to play with a controller or on a certain ecosystem or on a handheld i wouldn't leave i mean why sell your ps4 just keep it and put it in a box and wait until uncharted comes out or whatever the hell you're waiting for yeah you know? if you don't need the money i don't see the reason to get out of it you know, more power to you. Be happy with your laptop. Yeah. I like that teams. you keep using ecosystem. I have That's this like biology thing, yeah. thing going on in my head. With this stuff swimming around. He my loves living console. in the PlayStation ecosystem. Yeah, I live in the like, PlayStation ecosystem, literally. and that's and that's that's my prerogative. And everyone lives in their different places, or they cross over. That's cool. I prefer playing on PS4, PS3, and Vita generally. But when a game like Sunset comes to Xbox One, or when Smash comes to Wii U, or when yeah. Shovel Knight came to Wii U, I was all about those games because I was I was excited about those games. But generally, that's where I exist, and I think that most gamers are like that. Yeah, it just so happens that the PlayStation ecosystem I think is extremely diverse for consoles, um, and it's a good place to be. I think. Do you guys own Xbox consoles? I do. You do? Yeah, we have. An Am Xbox I the only I Xbox virgin here? I've never owned one. Mm. Oh, I, I had an Xbox original Xbox. I never had a 360 because we had one at the office. So yeah. I'm not, I wasn't. Plus, there was one, one at home for, with me. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, you know, I have a Wii. Um, I have a 3DS. I had um, a Wii. I finally sold that along with my PlayStation 2 like six months ago. Nice. Finally. Did it you had... get the Wii U and back it up and save all your stuff? Or? No. Yeah. I... Me. I've never done it either. I have the Wii U. I've just never done the cross. You know. No. Whatever. I, I mean, care. I only had like three games on the Wii anyway. So yeah. what was the point? Right. I have a 3DS though that I use a lot. Mm, good. I like yeah, that. I like the 3DS. It's it's 
got some good games on it. Yeah, not okay. o- it doesn't have a lot of games coming out to it that I want to play, but the games. But that when do they come do out, come out, there, yeah, when the one, the one, it's it's similar to the Vita. It's just that it just when these there's games arrive, they hit. You know what I mean? Like I had gone from Mario Golf for. 90 hours into Shovel Knight and you know what I mean and now I'm back to the Vita with uh, Rogue Legacy and then with Minecraft here in a month or so hopefully yeah Minecraft's gotten a retail release by the way I think I'll be buying it digitally don't worry about it I just think that's a really good idea yeah they should make a bundle yeah (laughs) should we do the uh... let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report (laughs) time for some news there are nine items on the list. We nine. started really. It took us 20 minutes to go. A baker's one. dozen. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit. There's a little extra time on it. Uh, number one. Let's get the boring shit out of the way. Curse. Damn sorry. It. Well, yeah, you take the pen and you curse. Rude. PlayStation 4 system update 1.75 is now live. The new mandatory firmware update actually does way more than the usual system stability crap. Most notably, it allows playback of 3D Blu-ray films. Go ahead and download it and install it now so you're not interrupted later, as I always am when I want to use my <laughs> PS4. My dad, was, my dad visited me last week. 1.74 had come out last week, and I was like, oh, I want to show you something, and I had a... Like, isn't this exciting? Yeah, this is where Locking we live down now. down with the firmware. Yeah. How'd that go? How was the rest of the visit? I saw him the first night, but then I went to Comic-Con. It was good. We had a good time. Good. Yeah. BTW, thanks for everybody who came out and saw us at Comic-Con. It was amazing. We 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 uh, we did a live show there. Mm-hmm. Did a bunch of cool stuff there. I, I hosted two panels. One with Robert Kirkman and Norman Reedus. The other with the Lego Batman 3 people. Big time Beyond fans and all of them. They all yelled Beyond when I said it in the beginning of the panel. Uh, I gave one guy uh, a sign they, for the Lego Batman panel. They had these little mini figs that were the Batmobile, 60s Batmobile. That Adam West sign. Gave that to a guy who said Beyond. Led, led his question with Beyond. So oh, he got that's it. nice. And he asked about smart. Vita. If you know, what Lego Batman three on Vita was going to be like, if it was going to be open world, and Arthur Parsons is like, I don't know. I work on the car, on the console one. My prediction: not a chance it'll, in hell. It'll be the three DS. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we did a meet and greet at Polite Provisions, oh, our, our favorite bar, Eric Castro's bar in San Diego. So many people oh came my God, out. That amazing place is human so beings. Good. Amazing old fashions. That place is so good. That best old fashions. Did you know they have an off menu? They have a secret menu there. I don't think I did know that, no, because I just ordered old fashions. David Ballard uh, got a, it was it was talking to Eric, and Eric told him that if you go there and you order the Naughty Dog, it's a drink they made specifically to be for Naughty Dog, and so it's like this thing. That what it, is it? What is it made of? Uh, I gave it to I had a sip. It was too sweet for me, and Simon's like, "This tastes like root beer," and then she ordered like four more. So it tastes like root beer, and it has alcohol in it. When I went there, I was there this summer. First of all, there's an awesome restaurant next door that he also owns. That's the just like it's just like meatball subs, yeah. basically. And I just ordered. I I got pretty drunk there i just yeah. ordered like old-fashioned 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 eating my meatball subs eating my brussels sprouts with bacon yeah old-fashioned 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 god bless eric cash god bless eric cash go to apply provisions in san diego everybody number two i feel like i'm not saying the second syllable of a lot of words today i'm getting back into it i was like diego diego number two at the last of us is live one-off performance in San- santa monica game director and writer neil Druckmann revealed a secret never before seen ending for the game Played out by principal actors Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson as Joel and Ellie, respectively. The scene, according to Druckmann, was written as a, quote, goodbye to the characters and picks up after the actual game's ending. Joel and Ellie are, to, are at Tommy's Dam compound and could be as far in the future as four years after the events of the game. Joel and Ellie are talking in her room at, at the compound. She's kind of sad. Joel picks up a guitar and sings a song for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Which Troy Baker actually performed live, right? Yeah, with the guitar mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, it was definitely something I... If you when you know, I totally expected that, right? Like throughout the uh, the game, there's all these references to it, right? And like Ellie asked him to sing for, her. he says, you know, or whatever. There's like, if you get, if we get through this, I will. Right. And so like at the end, I totally expected that to be the final scene, and it never happened. And so I'd love to know the backstory of why this was cut, when it was written, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Because I I always felt like 
I, I wonder at what point they realized that Bioshock Infinite had another section with Troy Baker playing the guitar and singing, right? Because that's right. a big part of Bioshock Infinite spoilers. Um, and so I wonder if that's why it got cut in the end or if it just didn't fit the tone of the game or if they wanted to leave it in a different way. Believe I like it, the way it ended. Believe it not, Colin. We got I like tons. The, I like the ambiguity of the ending. Yeah. I actually thought that was really neat. Although this sounds like a very poignant scene, and it makes sense because it calls back to him promising to sing to her. But I just, I don't know. I always like the amb- ambiguity of the ending. Sure. It was a little of gray area. It's unsettling. Yeah, it you is. Want it's really you unsettling. You want a, a conclusive ending. We're not going to spoil it, everybody. We're, We're not going to do We it. have uh, t- tons, tons and tons and tons of Last of Us questions because of Remastered. Mm. But since we're hitting on the live event, I'm going to go to two of those right now. Uh, first, Max Roberts wrote into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He says, hello, Greg, Colin, and Megan. Beyond. 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 Did any of you watch the live performance of The Last of Us last night? If so, what did you think? Do you think folks are ever going to see the epilogue that was performed for the audience only? Thanks for all the great work you do. Colin, mm. we live in the same house, so mm-hmm. I know you didn't watch it. I did. No, I was, I was at home watching on my Xbox because I, I was playing on my PS4, remembered it. I was like, oh, yeah, I popped out, went to the PlayStation Live app. No, no sign of it on any of the Twitch feeds. I was like, all right, turned it off. Scott Lowe tweeted, hey, you can watch on Xbox. Watch it on Xbox. Tweeted, I thought this was stupid. Shuhei responded, I'm watching it on my PlayStation 4 web browser right now. I responded, you have a live app center. Like, why would, why would I ever think to go to the browser, which I've never, ever used before? No, that's stupid. That was stupid. Because Xbox was promoting it. Anyways. They were promoting, wow. like actually promoting. When you went into the Twitch app, it was like live from PlayStation, Last of Us Live. I was like, yeah, totally awesome. Cool. Uh, I watched it. Did you watch it, Megan? No. I actually totally was terrible, but I totally forgot about it. No. Well, this is something that, that it was really hurt. It broke my heart being excited, you know, knowing these people, knowing how amazing it would be, that I tweeted out about the fact that it's not on PlayStation Live. Right. And I got so many responses that were, well, yeah, if you play The Last of Us before it's released, you'll get banned. And I was like, no, like, there's this event happening tonight. You, Wow. They, this was not promoted properly. <laughs> yeah, there's, it wasn't promoted. You turned on your PlayStation 4. There's no branding for this amazing event they're doing in live streaming. Yeah. I so, digress. Nope. Failed. Um, I watched it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was really, really cool. It was fun. Uh, obviously, watching them do that and act. Like, I don't know. You know, it's, it's a special moment for the industry, I think, in the way that we talk about how special Last of Us was pushing the narrative, uh, you know, genre. Forward. And this is where AAA, high production, lots of money lots of time coexists with those indie games we were yeah, talking about before yeah, yeah. because you must have games like this too if they give, if they give you Last of Us every year on an annual cycle you don't get this kind of thing it's no, the absolutely not. best movie I've ever played there you go yeah, it's really exactly. how I describe it everyone laughs and thinks I'm being sarcastic but I'm like actually it is so like the production value and yeah. the acting it's is through the so roof. compelling yeah. now here's Max's second part of the question was do you think we'll ever see that epilogue that you just talked about? Unless someone, what do you mean, someone filmed it like secretly or they'll? Well, that was the thing I wanted to say. Neil Druckmann, who you know had been walked out, introduced this, had been narrating the night or whatever, said this is. He asked everyone in the audience not to film it, to not release it. You're allowed to tweet yeah. about it later, but he's like, this is never going to be in the game. It's not going to be released anywhere. This was something just for the people there, which broke a lot of hearts. Here comes Justin. Justin writes into beyond.ign.com and says, Hey guys, I just got out of the last of a live show and I can say it was pretty incredible. I was fortunate enough to be in the front row, at least as far as they let us up. I noticed a lot of people upset on the interwebs about them not streaming the epilogue. All I can say is that the film, there was definitely a film crew there still actively filming that final scene and I have a hard time believing it won't make it into another form of media at some point. Mm. It was a heartfelt and well-acted scene and I hope they show it to the world soon. That makes sense, though. So there you go. I think that will. It's a similar thing with they... So are you familiar with the uh, the, the take they did in the mocap suits where Troy, they all sang the finale, the final uh, scene? Uh, yeah. They did that version live. 
So like we're gonna do this the final scene of the game right or you know quotes final scene one of the climaxes of the game right here but we're gonna do the one that you've seen on the internet where you sing so they all did it operatic and sang and were like crazy and awesome and so I remember when they debuted that footage at PAX I think and they were like no one's ever seen this before we're not sure how we're gonna release it so I think it's similar it'll be a long one it'll be the yeah one day you'll see it. Yeah, there's no, there's no way they didn't officially film it in some capacity. Right, 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 right. They're just gonna wait to the right time to release it. There you go. For so Last of all... Us Remastered Two. Yeah, exactly. Remastered. Or, or, or. So you all see it in all its glory. All right, what else you got, Colin? Number three, Telltale will continue The Walking Dead the game in the third season. Studio co-founder Kevin Bruner confirmed the news at San Diego Comic Con. On my co- panel. Oh, though because of Telltale's development of Borderlands and Game of Thrones adventure series, it's unlikely to go into production and be released until 2015. The Walking Dead Season 2 Episode 5 is due out in the coming months, and I will finally play Season 2 at that point. Um, I, I, that's exciting news. I wonder if it's kind of going to lose its luster after that. But I Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. I, I think it all depends on how much it sells and how much the storytelling. I'm excited know. about Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gregway, though, that Greg was really Wayne. a nice uh, Dave Fenoy shout-out. Oh, on yeah. the live stream when oh, you're yeah. like, hey, could play Ezekiel. I liked how Robert was like, do you really think I don't know who Dave Fenoy is? <laughs> I'm like, I know he looks like him. And I'm like, you stole him. Because yeah. Robert Kirkman makes Walking Dead. Exactly. Ezekiel looks just like Dave But if like you Dave corner Fenoy. him enough, he's not going to have a choice. He's going to have to But what to is him. The Walking Dead? Well, Colin, let me drive you back. Um, real quick. Yeah. About this uh, reveal on the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I played episode four yesterday. Mm-hmm. Took the day off. I wanted to play it before, but your father came to town. I had a lovely dinner with him, so I didn't get to play it before mm-hmm. I went to Comic-Con. I want you to, to point out mm-hmm. how much I love you and how much I think about you. Because I woke up early yesterday, to pl- and I was gonna, I'm was i like, I'm going to play The Walking Dead. And so I dragged the PS3 out of the be- the spare bedroom and put it in on the big TV again. But then I was like, wait, Colin's going to get up and work out. I don't want to ruin this for him. So I went back into the spare oh, bedroom thank and you. played. Appreciate and that. then I woke up, and it turned out you slept. that's true love in, right there. I love that. that. I try. I try. Yeah, I, went, I, came, I came in late yesterday because I was up late with The Last of Us remastered. I never had a roommate that I ever, like, I had, like, two roommates out of all the roommates I ever had that I got along with. Everything really? else was, like, a nightmare oh, scenario. No. But you guys are so wonderfully close. We it's try. It's so cute. I suspect we'll always live together. <laughs> It'll be like perfect strangers. Number four. Did you hear that, Steimer? Forever. She likes the, the rent, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone likes paying no rent. Journey and the Unfinished Swan are both being ported to PlayStation 4. News comes by way of Gamescom, Game, Gamescom's PlayStation website, which outed both games as being available to play at the show in Germany in the coming weeks. Additionally, the website is slotted until dawn as being at the show, the long-in-development PlayStation 3 game that ba- that's basically a teen horror movie. We saw that back at Comic-Con yeah. like three years ago. It looks like it's being ported officially to PS4 and will also be at the show. Sony has not responded to our, uh, to our inquiries. Yeah. Uh, to to um, to kind of confirm this, but it's basically all but confirmed if it's on Gamescom's website. Um, so the, okay, yeah, I was gonna say it's just a website. I hope so. And I, I, here's what I hope with Until Dawn: let's g- get it out for Halloween. A teen horror movie at Halloween? Yeah. Come on, Shuhei. It makes money. Just right also there. put your official PlayStation <laughs> streams on the <laughs> Twitch app. They already have games coming out this fall, though. But not Halloween. I mean, like Until Dawn. Sorry. No matter where you put Until Dawn, it's not gonna sell super well. IMO. I think if you put it out in the October time frame, yeah, be cool. more people are excited. That'd be nice. We'll see. Number five, Sony has agreed to a $15 million preliminary settlement in the class action lawsuit filed against the company over the 2011 PSN hacking episode that saw all 77 million PSN users' data compromised. And we, of course, remember the PSN coming back yeah. episode of Podcast Beyond, which is one of the most famous episodes we've ever done. The settlement only covers the U.S., and Sony is prepared to offer those who decide to take Sony up on their offer a free PS3 or PSP game. Thanks, guys. Or three months of, <laughs> or, or three months of PlayStation wow. Plus. In addition to other perks, the games available will be Dead Nation, Infamous, Little Big Planet, Super Stardust HD, and Rain. Um, so actually, four of those games, I think, were the ones that were available. I was going to say, they were already the back. Welcome Back. Yeah, and Rain, I remember They're just going to throw Rain in there because I don't think anyone played it. Um, 
I got Infamous during yeah. that. That's how I got to finally play Infamous was Fantastic. it was for free. And it was like, great. It was a good move. So that's interesting. If you guys, you know, keep an eye out for that. That's only for the U.S. There, in the other in other countries, U.K. and in the EU and stuff, they have their own settlements. Should have had a legal system like ours. Yeah, fifteen million <laughs> bucks, big big money. <laughs> Number six, Little Big Planet three finally has a release date. The game, which will launch si- simultaneously on PlayStation three and PlayStation four, will launch on November eighteenth. In addition, pre order bonuses have been revealed, including costume exclusives to the out you decide to pre order at. Kind of getting tired of that. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things is, I think if you pre order at Target, you might actually get. I think it's Target. You get like a. Uh, plushie, like a Sackboy plushie. Really? Which I, I have a Sackboy plushie from somewhere, from some point. Well, they sell them at Toys R Us and stuff. Maybe that's where. It, well, no, it's not where I got. Or is this one of your like Etsy ones? Because I have one that like a fan made. No, I I, I don't. I think it's from Little Big Planet too. Okay. Number seven. This is weird. Infamous Second Son's upcoming standalone DLC, First Light, will be getting a retail release in addition to a digital release. The game will launch on PSN on August 26th in North America and August 27th in Europe, and the standalone version will launch on September 10th in Europe. There's no word on if the standalone copy will be launched in other territories. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It, it indicates to me that it might be a big game. Bigger than... Well, the, remember, it took me 90 minutes to beat uh, Festival of Festival Blood. Blood I, don't think it's like, gonna, I, don't think, I don't think you should be looking that much longer in terms of timeline, but I think that they, oh, yeah, yeah. I think they totally understand the ecosystem we have right now, right? What we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That people are sick of indies, they want AAA games, and they already bought a lot of Infamous. Sure, they'll buy this too. Yeah. Number eight. Pre-order bonuses for Batman Arkham Knight have leaked. We already knew that Harley Quinn would have her own story pack and you can play as her. But the leak reveals that pre-ordering at GameStop will also net you a Red Hood story pack that will allow you to play as the Hooded Vigilante. Uh, that game comes out next year. Connor writes into beyond at IGN.com and says, So guys, over the past week, the Red Hood story DLC was announced where you play as the Red Hood as a GameStop exclusive. What are your thoughts on this and the fact that this debunks one of the more popular theories about who the Arkham Knight is? Something that makes me wonder is that Red Hood primarily uses guns, so I'm wondering how that will translate to the game. P.S. Colin, I think you would really like the Red Hood character, as he does what you want Batman to do, i.e. kill the villains he's hunting down. I'm excited that they're doing more story content. This is I'm going to start there on this this iceberg that I'm going to go down <laughs> into. And down anyone can join me. I know you don't have much to say on the topic. I'm never sure Megan's yes. interest in the Batman series. I actually do like Arkham. I've only played the first two games though. And you didn't do Origins. I didn't do Origins. Sign up for Origins. I understand. I, it's just I I don't know. Maybe I just got burnt out. You just reminded me too. I still have to play that Mr. Freeze DLC. I got to get on that. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Here's the thing. I'm starting at the top. Then I love the fact that they're doing story DLC. I hate the fact that it's now exclu- that, like, Harley and Red Hood are ex- or what I just Red Hood is exclusive to GameStop. Harley is a pre-order bonus everywhere. I said that with a question because I'm not 100 percent sure because it's already confusing. Of course, the Arkham series is the one who wanted to get really crazy last time. It was like every retailer has their own bat suit and people are buying them off eBay and stupid. But is it a timed exclusive? I mean, eventually yes. will it, it will come totally out? it will 120 percent be eventually out to everybody. You can just buy it alone because that's what they do with the Catwoman stuff too. Right. Um, love the idea of more story DLC. Hate. This, I like suits, don't get me wrong, but I hate them being like the, the hook, right? Or when they're like, hey, here's more challenge maps. You know what the worst part is? F- I'm one of those maps. people, though, that sometimes that'll tempt me. Where I'm like, oh, but I can get this suit or I can get The Batman this. Beyond suit was hot. I'm yeah. totally down with that. Yeah. Don't get me I wrong. I actually got a Dragon Age or uh, Inquisition pre-order because it had like a bog unicorn. It was like, sold. Gotta do it. Yeah, I understand. Gotta do it. It's, it's, a, it's a unicorn with a sword thrust through its head. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that gets me. So I kind of know what they're going for. I'm, I'm part of the problem, not part of the solution, I'm afraid. So. No, that's fine. Don't worry about that. So I'm happy that there's story DLC. That's what I want. Moving down now to who Arkham Knight is, Colin. If you've been following this thing, Arkham Knight's there. He's trying to take over, you know, Gotham. He's going to be the guy. He George Clooney. He beats up Batman. Sadly, no. <laughs> uh, he's masked, though. Nobody knows who he is. So people are arguing on the internet. Rocksteady says Arkham Knight's their own creation. 
Now, I still think that's a little flimsy. I think they're saying that the idea of Arkham Knight's their creation. You take off the mask, it'll be somebody else. I never thought it was going to be Red Hood. Spoiler is Jason Todd, who was the second Robin who died but came back and all these different things. Uh, the I whole ne- thing still confuses me. I, yeah, I know. It's how it works. Don't worry. Never thought it was going to be him. So I was never hung up on the fact that that was going to be it. I think that's fine. Now, to get down to the question of gameplay, he uses guns and stuff. I think they're going to get away from that real quick. I think, obviously, Jason Todd, Red Hood, still good with the hand-to-hand combat. Can still do the Batman stuff, the ninja attacks. I think 90% of the combat will be that when you're playing as Red Hood. And then at the end, maybe there's a finishing move that he shoots. But even that's really graphic. That's, so anti- that's such the antithesis to Batman. Well, yeah. Because that's, that's not point. what Batman does. He yeah. doesn't kill the bad guys. He just sends them down. And that's why I don't think they're going to... So, so obnoxious. It's so obnoxious. Just put them... Just kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you could be so... You could be done with this whole saga. Yeah. Stop putting them away. Colin, so you're break brutal. So, well, well, I mean, uh, we do need to wake up to the realities of the fact that they are just getting out and killing They're just people. breaking <laughs> out and killing other people. Like, Joker should be put to death. Yeah. Uh, you should have due process. But, like, put them on trial and... End it. And end them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to make a safe bet right now that Colin believes in the death penalty. Yes, I do. There's plenty of internet content about that. <laughs> There's interwebs content. Interwebs content about that. But yeah, I think it'll be like Catwoman was, where Catwoman fought a little, her style was a bit different, and then but it was still similar, and then she'd just get on you and do like something different. I think that'll be it. Maybe Jason Todd flips yeah. up and shoots you in the head and puts you down. But. Yeah. And that was fun, playing as Catwoman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm totally ex- excited for this. I these almost said Batwoman, because I'm a little loopy today. That's fine. She exists too. She does. Does she? Yeah. There's a Batwoman? Mm-hmm. Batwoman, right. Batgirl... Yeah, there was a bat, bat girl. dance. I was a little disappointed no one asked Adam West to do the bat dance on the live stream. Come on, Greg. Hey, you know what? We were tethered. That's the thing. Is like I would have been much more active and off the desk on a lot of interviews, but we were locked down, so I knew it was impossible. You were physically locked down. Yeah. Like in shackles. You, you, your, well, your you have a mic down to this thing, and there's like no tension. There's no uh, leeway on it. Ah, uh, okay. So you can't even get out of the chair. Oh, yeah. wow. True stories of the Comic-Con live stream. Number nine. Number nine. Some miscellaneous stuff. The strange PS3 and Vita game, Akiba's Trip, Undead and Undressed, launches on August 12th and will come to PlayStation 4 this holiday season. I played that game at E3. Very weird game. It's a, have you seen it at all, Greg? Mm-mm. It takes place all in Akihabara in oh. Japan. Uh, for people who haven't been to Tokyo, Akihabara is like electric electric town or electric city. Super uh, potato. It's where all of the video game, like all the video game shops are and stuff like that. Um, so it all takes place there. And basically, you're trying to you have to attack people like on the streets that are demons and like steal their clothes and stuff like that. It's very weird, very okay. very it's, weird game. It's very otaku niche. Uh, PS3 strategy RPG Tears of uh, Tears to Tiara 2: Heir of the Overworld is coming west by way of Atlas and will launch on October 14th in North America. My birthday, Aww. and November 11th in New York. And Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds will be coming to PS Vita apparently as a stealth release today. July 29th, but it's not in Sony's documentation for today's PlayStation Network release, yeah. so I don't know I if it'll. It. I didn't know if it'll. Uh, if it'll come out or not, but I like the documentation. Yeah, you're like the guy at Paper Please, like checking all their yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, it's not like we we get uh, a document that gives us that early heads up of what's coming to PlayStation Network, and sometimes things aren't on there, um, and this isn't. So I was hoping I that they would do Suikoden two finally. Yes, I am still waiting Jared for that. Petty. Yeah, what? He came in right? here, he sold it. I was like, I'm on board. And I'm on board. He came. was like, if you've never played this game, you gotta go play it. Like as soon as it comes out. All right, I'm getting ready. It's a it's appeared on the ESRB, yeah. you know, website. So nope, nothing. It Thanks, was just Jared. a tease. Jared. Yeah, it's all Jared's fault. Megan. Yeah. We still can't play Suikoden into, no. but we can play other things. Like what? If I wanted to know what, where would I go? Well, you'd probably go to the PlayStation Network or Beyond or IGN or no, anything. What go, the hell am I doing you go here? go to the 
Andrew Goldfarb Memorial upcoming list of PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Do, 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 do. Oh, we're get- Somebody asked for it. Yeah, Somebody yeah, at the meet and greet asked for the no, cheery music, not the sad music. Yeah, I like that. Man, though. I failed that test hard. You, you whiffed on the ball, but it's no big deal. Man, I whiffed on the ball. Uh, PlayStation 3, Rogue Legacy, digital. WRC 4, FIA, World Rally Championship, digital. PlayStation 4, The Last of Us Remastered. Woo! Retail and digitally. 10.0, or just a 10, I guess. Masterpiece. <laughs> Pure Pool, digital. Rogue Legacy, digital. On Vita, Ratchet and Clank Collection, digital. Rogue Legacy, digital. Treasures of Montezuma Blitz, digital. Now, you remember Treasures of Montezuma? When yep. we were still on PlayStation together, I wrote that like scathing thing about it because it was acting like it was totally a free game and it was like totally yeah, yeah, crap. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, that's the sequel. WRC 4, FIA World Rally Championship also comes digitally to Vita. Uh, and uh, maybe Phantom Breaker Battlegrounds, but like we don't know if that's actually coming out today. PS1 Classic, you're not going to get Sui Code in 2, but you are going to get All-Star Slam and D-Ball. Finally! <laughs> Love slamming that D-Ball! So that's many it. of us were clamoring for it. Time for Topic of the Week. Uh, it's Last of Us. Like I said, a lot, lot, I, was, I was overwhelmed today to open the Beyond Inbox and find so many of you asking questions about Last of Us Remastered. It made me think I was in a time warp, and it was last year once Remember again. that? When that game, how excited we were in June last year, May, late May, yeah, yeah. when we had it and we were playing it. Jeff, the cameraman, writes in and says, Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. I'm back from the dead to ask a quick question. With The Last of Us Remastered coming out today, what are the chances Last of Us makes history and wins Game of the Year two times in a row? Will it even be considered? No, it won't. Nope. I can I can guarantee you that. There's been a lot of talk about it winning Game of the Year twice in a row. It can't win Game of the Year. Why is that? Uh, we would not nominate. Um, the way we look at it is... We've had a lot of conversations internally, but unless a game is radically different, like let's consider like a remake, right? Mm-hmm. Like they re- let's say that like we always talk like they remake Mega Man and, Mega it's, a, Man, and Mega it's like Man. a 3D open world game. Then that's a different game, even though it's based on an old game. The sure. Last of Us Remastered is just an upscaled port, like Tomb Raider Definitive Edition or whatever the hell they called it. Um, that's like just a port. Or Rogue Legacy, we can't nominate that for Game of the Year, even though we really like it on PS3, PS4, and Vita, because we nominated it when it came to PC. That's what matters uh, is where it came first, unless it is like a radically different game. Yeah. Um, so The Last of Us Remastered will not be up for Game of the Year. Um, it will not be nominated for Game of the Year. We will not talk about it for Game of the Year. Will it be the same for the PlayStation 4 platform? Is it Presumably, a- yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so the, the example I used uh, when we were talking about it internally was, was like Earthbound came to Wii U, right? Earthbound is really one of the great games of the Super Nintendo era. Uh, it came out in like 1994, 1995. Is it Game of the Year? You know? Yeah. And of course it's not. It just came out on a different platform. That is basically what The Last of Us Remastered is. It, it, it has all the DLC bundled in. It runs at 60 frames. It's beautiful. It looks a little, a little more up and all those kinds of things, but it is the same game. It is still a 10, but it is not going to be up for Game of the Year. So yeah. I hope that answers a lot of people's questions. I think it does. Yep. No, we don't have to say anything. I, I have nothing to say to that because I already knew the answer was no. Eric from the Netherlands writes into Beyond at IGN.com and says, I recently got an early copy of The Last of Us Remastered. For over a year, I've been dying to play this. I didn't have a PS3 because everyone says the story is so good. So here's the problem. I'm a scared gamer. I can barely play shooters because I get easily startled. The Infected and Last of Us are so far giving me the creeps. My question is, do you think the game would have been more successful if it was an uncharted, super fun time kind of game? Is The Last of Us too scary for its own good? I, can no. I, can I Can I answer that? Actually, as a big scaredy cat, I won't play Resident Evil. I won't play horror games. 
Um, I didn't find this game scary. I thought the ambiance was sort of dark, but that's part of the story. It's integral to the sure. story. So as somebody who jumps super, super easily, I was able to get through the game fine. So just it, stick with it. It's definitely creepy. There's creepy moments to it. There's that dread when you walk, like whenever you walk in there. Again, I'm try- I think I didn't say this at the top of the show. We're going to try not to spoil stuff, mm-hmm. which I think we're pretty good at so far. When you walk into like generators and stuff, like when you know you're going to pull that generator and it's going to yeah. bring something, you're like, ah, oh, fine, let's yeah. do it. But it's not like. But it wasn't ah. constantly like. Yeah cheap scares and things like that there were there were intense moments but there were also other moments of like you know beauty and poignancy right. and stuff like that so it's not wall-to-wall just scares right 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 the big thing i think he touches on it though uh would this game have been better as if it was uncharted sun pulp adventure and i think definitively no like, no, no way. This is the whole thing, and this is what we're always talking about, which is with you know the problem we get into with sequels and stuff like that, right? That eventually people get sick of things, developers get sick of making games. The fact that Naughty Dog was able to break into two teams, have one team branch out into this unknown, do something complete, not completely different, but drastically different from what they're known for, I think keeps developers happy and it keeps the gamers happy, right? Mm-hmm. It, sh- it shakes things up. Yeah, I, I think uh, The Last of Us was pretty... Sp- I, I think The Last of Us is, is one of the best games of all time. Um, and... One of the few games that I would put in that category with games that we kind of more grew up with, like Mario, Super Mario World, Final yeah. Fantasy VI, uh, you know, those are some of the best games of all time too. I think The Last of Us is in that c- conversation. I don't think that like he kind of says, well, the game would the game have done better? A bit like the game sold eight million copies. Yeah, it did just you fine. know like it, it it was like a massive success, right? Um, and I think it was because of of it. It was what it was. I don't think the game's scary. I think the game's eerie and authentic. I think that. The clickers are scary, but actually, what's scarier are the humans. And I think that that would and like they can find you, and you're slinking around, you're hiding, and you hope they don't come around that crate and see you. Oh yeah. man, that winter chapter. Whew. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that's good stuff, man. There's so much. The Last of Us is really a truly special game, and and I, I'm sick of play, Sony porting all these games over. I'm like actually really sick of it. But The Last of Us is one of those examples where I'm like, fine, like. That should be as many places as you can possibly get it because right. it's so good. Um, it's a game that everyone should play. But when it joins the ranks of like every other game they've ported over from Sound Shapes and Escape Plan and Flower <laughs> and Flow and now Journey and Unfinished Lawn, it's like enough, you know? Um, but at the same time, like this is a must-play game. The Last of Us is, is, is required gaming as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that it's now on PS4 where people can experience it for the first time, like our friend that didn't have a PS3, that's great. Yeah. So, but uh, no, was it too scary? No, it was, that game is, in terms of presentation, is perfect. And, and developers should be encouraged to stretch their wings and mm-hmm. do different things and Agreed. go in different directions. They'll have you'll have that pulp in a Thief's End, mm-hmm. no doubt. Mark writes in, says beyond. beyond, beyond. Hello, Colin, Greg, in the ever rotating third chair. Quick question about the upcoming release of Last of, Last of Us remastered for PS4. Uh, we'll be getting this on day one, but have never played The Last of Us before, and have somehow managed to avoid all spoilers. Wow. My question is this. As all difficulties are unlocked from the start, how should I play the game? Do I do it on normal first or in- to enjoy the story or jump into hard mode? Would playing on hard straight away detract from the story on the first playthrough? Thanks, and a heartfelt beyond. Mark. Um, I look at it like I look at Uncharted. I usually play Uncharted on hard the first time through. When yeah. I review a game, I play it on normal because I want to experience it the way I think no, most people are going to play it. Yeah. But I always play my games on hard if I'm playing them for fun. Um, with that said, hard is not your concern. It's it's all the the more realistic settings that are after that, that shut off listen mode. That There are like really grueling difficulty levels in yeah. this game that like are ridiculous. 
Um, and I would stay away from those. I don't think you're for the first time through. Sure. I don't think hard is going to be an issue for you though. It just makes the DI a little smarter, a little stronger, and you a little weaker. Here's what I here's my question for Mark, and I think it's the definitive question in this entire question. So a question within a question within a question. Ooh, man. Do you plan to platinum this game? If you don't plan to platinum this game, I say play on normal. Mm. I made the mistake, not the mistake. That's is that's not the right term, right? I didn't review Uncharted two. So we got Uncharted 2 early, and I played it on hard. And like every other Uncharted, right, there's those points where the difficulty spikes, and you're like, mother effer, I want to kill myself. And I regret doing that because I love the Uncharted story so much. Like, I knew I was going to platinum 1, 2, and 3, right? So I usually went through and played on normal, and then, like, I played 1 on normal, and then 2, I screwed up, and then 3, I went back to the normal system, right? Like, knowing that I would go through and platinum, I like to give myself one playthrough to understand the environments, where things were going to come, how things worked, and then go back and do it again. So I wouldn't hit these walls of frustration. Last of Us, I looked at the trophy list and I was like, nope, never going to play the 40 hours of multiplayer for it. So it's not even worth me doing it. Now, being here, I've already played it once. I'll probably start this one on hard just to get the next level up trophy or whatever, you know what I mean? But I remember even on normal, again, no spoilers, there's that section at the end where you're making your final push and there's all these like uh, there's all these things people with in, they have guns and it was so frustrating and i remember being so like why would you it's, it's, it's that traditional problem we talk about in video games right of like all right they're about to finish the game for some reason let's leave them with this terrible taste in their mouth so there's like all these things you didn't like at the very end you know what i mean like yeah, game spikes exactly and get crazy about. and so like i know it's different for every every person every player that was for me like ah and if i had been playing that on hard i can only imagine how much more angry i would have been yeah it, <laughs> you know was, what I mean? it was frustrating and a slight tangent but i wanted to address the fact that sometimes to get these platinums you have to play multiplayer mm. uh, i had to do it for a couple of games not just the last of us but like i think mass effect 3 and something else where like you get bonuses you get something for playing multiplayer and maybe it's just me but i'm still the last lone wolf gamer out there oh no no, no, no. you're you are at the right table for that we all hate that yeah, I, mean, I don't play games with other people unless yeah, I, I really, really, really have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, I I don't like that requirement. I'm like, you know what? If I want to play with my friends, I can. And ironically, yeah. I want to play more local co-op. Yeah. I want to sit on the couch with my friends and play a racing game or play Mario Kart, which I can do, but like Need for Speed, couldn't do it. I had to play sure. with strangers online. It's like, why can't I sit with my friends? I know there's some technical aspects. And see, this it, is what was frustrating for me with The Last of Us trophies, is that I feel Uncharted 2 and 3 nailed it, right? Right. Their, their online trophies for the Platinum were go online and play one game of this. Go online and play one game of that. And that was it. You get in there, taste it. Do you like it? Great. We'll give you DLC down the road that gives you all sorts of crazy-ass multiplayer trophies. Sure, it gives you incentive to try it out, but it exactly. doesn't make and you so when, sit in there when you get The Last of Us and it's like, play this till the, you know, the, each complete each uh, path or whatever, it's I was like, time, no, man. no way. I don't want to do that. Insane. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, sp- I played The Last of Us online for over 40 hours. Yeah, now, you loved now, it. And I did. I mean, so there, there's another side of that, which is that those trophies got me online and I actually found something I wasn't going to probably mess with too much. Yeah. Although I knew that when I was reviewing it too, because I, I played it for review. I was like, this is actually, I was so I was so confused why they were hiding the online component because yeah. it's so good. Um, but I agree generally. I've been thinking about writing an op-ed about that too. It's just like, and we've talked about it many times on the show, sure. like the, the, the online trophies are obnoxious um, and they need to go away forever. Unless you're playing a game like Mag or something like that or SOCOM, right, like, right, right, right. like where it's like, this is an online game. Right. Otherwise, it's, it's actually part of yeah, the experience. Otherwise, it's like enough. Like I don't want, they, it, like it, it's annoying, you know? Yeah. It's Far Cry 3 was a good example. Like it wasn't bad online, but it was just very whatever tacked on online. I have all the trophies and now I have to go online and play this. You know, the the game that was most broken that I talked about recently and I think they actually patched the the trophy to change it, which I've never seen before. On Pixel Junk Ultimate, Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate, you have to go online and play and win 
uh, five matches in a row. Mm -hmm. The thing is that you can use your Vita and your PS4 to find yourself online. So people would like, you can turn crossplay on. I, I, did I tell you this story? Yeah, you this tell like, me. You can turn on your PS4 and your Vita, f press X at the same time, and hope that you run into yourself. <laughs> and people, and that's all people were doing. Like, no one was playing legit games. Like, I played some legit games when I was reviewing it, but I even felt bad because I was canceling out of some games because I was like, I don't want to I'm actually looking for myself. And then you realize everyone is looking for themselves, and they broke the entire online right. environment for the game because that's all anyone cared about. They didn't want to play it online. They were doing it so they can get the platinum trophy. Yeah. And they actually went back and patched the trophy after I got it already, saying, like, just win five games generally, and hopefully that fixes the problem or whatever. But it's like that was a really that was when it ticked off in my mind. I'm like, this is actually breaking games. Yeah, 100%. because I feel bad for the dudes that were on Pixel Junk Ultimate that were really looking to play it online, yeah. and everyone's just canceling out because they have their Vita in one hand and their PS4 controller in the other hand. And they're like, I'm just looking for myself, you know, so I can play the game and beat myself and get the trophy. Yeah, and it's like that. That was really a, an eye-opening thing for me um, in terms of a why am I doing this and b everyone is doing it and so yeah. that should just be instructive that heads up that, that we don't want this yeah. this isn't what we want we just want the platinum just because you can have multiplayer doesn't mean you always should right. and they acknowledged it you yeah. know, which is interesting Tony writes in with a similar Last of Us question he says dearest Colin Greg in the ever rotating third chair beyond beyond I never, I never got the opportunity to play The Last of Us last generation and I'm about to sink my teeth into remastered I know Left Behind is unlocked from the get go as Greg confirmed last week my question is since Left Behind is technically a prequel do we get any more or less value from playing that first or after the conclusion of the main story Tony play it after. under no circumstances should you play Last of Us Left Behind before The Last of Us game because even though it's a prequel it's told in some flashbacks and stuff so you get story content from the main game at the very end that will be out of context and weird and a huge spoiler for you that you don't want so don't do that yep everyone play the last of us first then play left behind unless you've played it then play in whatever order you want if you already know what's coming around each corner nothing to be scared of bruh yeah there's no reason to play that first i mean yeah it would spoil it for you and it's also the context is lost so yeah. context is everything as they say they do say that do they say that mm -hmm. okay good and who is they huh Who's they? Uh, I believe it was William Shakespeare and Carl Sagan. <laughs> Dominic writes in with our final Last of Us question. He says, Beyond. 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 Am I the only one who thinks the Maisie Williams casting rumor for The Last of Us film is a little too on the nose? She already traveled across a deadly landscape with a grizzled old fellow on Game of Thrones. I'm sure she would do a great job as Ellie in terms of her acting prowess, but the uncanny valley may be too deep for this listener. If you're not up to speed on this, this is a weird story. The short version is, over the weekend uh, at Comic-Con, Neil Druckmann, Sam Raimi came out. They're, Neil's writing the Last of Us movie like he wrote the game. Sam's producing it or whatever. They, had, they came down and sat down. They were talking about the game uh, or the movie to the audience there. And we're asked, you know, you know what's going on with casting. Uh, Neil's like, we actually just had a meeting, but nothing's official or anything. But we actually are looking at Maisie Williams. Now, why this is an awesome, crazy thing is the fact that months ago in April, an IGN listener tweeted myself, Maisie, and Ashley Johnson, who's Ellie in the game, saying, I think Maisie Williams would be fantastic for this. Ashley responded, me too. Maisie Williams responded, there's no way I would ever say no. Then Neil Druckmann's like, I agree with this idea as well. So, like, granted, I'm sure they got hooked up through many different means, and this isn't, they're not the first, this Beyond fan isn't the first person. Right. But, but literally, they all started talking for the first time on a thread that was generated by one of you, which I think is pretty awesome. Now, to Dominic's question, two on the nose, I don't think so at all. I think it's different. It's a different setting. I think Maisie Williams is a great actress. I think she looks the part. She can definitely play she that does. part. She yeah. totally looks the part. 
totally has a badass thing down. Oops, right. I swore. No, that's fine. Ass, ass. Okay, we, I just want to make we sure. We said goddamn is fine too. Don't worry about goddamn. it. Goddamn. Goddamn. Which is full on blasphemy. <laughs> you think that that would be the one word you couldn't use, but you're like, whatever. No. You can't use the F word, but you can use goddamn. Yeah. God damn, Maisie Williams. Is but that's the thing too is like we're all going if, to hell. If you're not if you're not familiar with Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones, she's Arya on Game of Thrones. Uh, I think the character of Arya and Ellie are quite different. So even that, you know, I mean, like don't get me wrong, the the mechanics of walking around together is, is similar that they're on a journey and walking and things, but. But they're both, but they're both fierce, right? They're young and they're Shh. scared at first, but they learn to get stronger and stronger. Sure, but you're going to get the the complete transformation of Ellie, right, in one thing. Whereas Maisie Williams's has been going on for seasons and seasons, and it's continuing on. Yeah, I'm sorry, you know what I mean. Arya's is still yes. going on. No, on, I, on, I follow. I'm a right, Game great, of Thrones sorry. fan. I read the books first. Okay. Are you one of those types? I'm one of those. I liked Game of Thrones before it was cool. I did. I totally did. Before George Railroad Martin now. started. True story. James, uh, James, George Railroad Martin was yeah. eating breakfast behind us. Really? At, at the little cafe I was at. I don't say anything to him. See, I would be the worst. I'd go up to him and just gush, and I know he'd hate that. Oh, but he'd love it. By the way, um, another Greg, Greg way, but Greg way? what happened with CM Punk? I saw your tweet about that, and I got to ask for wrestling fans, because I'm a huge wrestling fan. I saw sure. that tweet, and I was like, did you make that mistake? Do you not listen to Art of Wrestling at I all? I don't listen to Art of Wrestling. Yeah, tap You should. On the it's awesome. Yeah. And he punched you? No, 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 no. So I'm walking the show floor on preview night. CM Punk passes me. I'm with Damon. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, man, that was CM Punk. Hold on, Damon. I walk over, and I'm coming up behind him on a crowded show floor, and I tap him on the shoulder, and I go, excuse me, sir. And he turns around to me and goes, that's a terrible way to start. And then we walked, and I was, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Or I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I thought he was mad that I called him sir. He's like, don't, <laughs> f- don't f- come up and touch me like I'm some circus animal and yada, yada, yada. And, you're, and we're walking and talking, and I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. That's not where I thought this was, you know. I didn't, the conversation would didn't go. Didn't mean anything by that. And he's, you know, I'm like, I'm Greg from IGN. He's like, that's how you should have started. I was like, who? But who starts okay. a conversation that way? I mean, I mean, I'm not even, yeah. 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 It's that's that's an intense experience. Fake, fake actor athlete man is mad at you now. <gasps> uh, How dare you? How dare you say wrestling is fake? Well, I think we all know that. It's real to me, damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I watch that clip like every few months. You I should introduce yourself like Paul Hammond. My name is Greg <laughs> Miller. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's awkward. It's always awkward when you have interactions with people you respect or like and it doesn't go quite the way you want and then you just have no respect for them anymore because that, that's happened to me too yeah so it's just like all right i, I understand being you don't want to be poked and prodded but if someone's like hey excuse me like is that really is that really the end of the world you're at, you're at comic-con what do you right. think like, <laughs> and, 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 you know i was gonna, no one's gonna notice i didn't want to go down the rabbit hole in this but i'm we're in it now so whatever i, got, I gotta know so that was my thing. So we're walking and we're talking, and I'm Greg Miller. So I'm, and if the, you know what that means, it means I have no shame. So I'm, I start like playing it off, like, oh, well, you know, how do you want? And then I forgot what we started rambling about down another rabbit hole or whatever. But he's like, so what was up? And I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, I saw you and I wanted to invite you on up at noon, but now I don't even want to talk to you anymore. So I was just <laughs> like, I, but I'm just like, I, we worked together at WrestleMania a few years ago when we did the Crush Hour 2 thing on IGN. I just wanted to say, hey. He's like, oh, hey. And we shook hands and I walked away. And I was wow. just, but but like what I I shit you not, and I meant to curse on that one, but I now I gotta write it down. <laughs> you not at but it 59 was worth seconds. It. Yeah, exactly. Um, the I couldn't sleep that night, not because I wasn't upset with you him. were tossing and turning, seat of a new dream. <laughs> but I, it was so no, I was getting angry about it right. because not that I again. Now here's where there, all these caveats have to pop up, right? 
I totally understand not wanting to be touched, and I violated his space, and that's totally fine. Don't get me wrong. My problem is how he reacted. Right. Because rem- and again, re- I understand like if it, if it was, we're in a room or something, and I run up and touch him, it's weird. Right. We're on the Comic Con show floor, and there's like thousands of people. So me walking up behind him in his ear, going like, "Hey, I'm Greg Mill." Like I don't know, you know. Or what I mean? wave in his face. Yeah, and, especially you from coming see. up from behind. So I'm gonna run up yeah. in front of him and turn around. No. But let's just get get to the the base point here. Is like you don't want to be touched. That's totally fine. I overstepped my bounds, and I'm sorry for that. Right. What I'm upset about is turning around and telling me that's a that's a horrible way to start or whatever. It was a terrible way to start because, again, I'm Greg Miller. I don't care. Well, imagine if I was some 31 year old shy wrestling fan who loves CM Punk and yeah. saw CM Punk for the first time and ran up to tell him how much he loves him, and the first thing he says is that's a terrible way to start. I would have been like, or I, I'd imagine the fan be like, oh, I'm sorry, and walk away. You know what I mean? And be devastated. Yeah. Like, why the f*** would you start that way with something? That's not, Phil you know what I mean? Phil like, has a huge chip on his shoulder, and it's one of those things where, like, I understand it. I'm a huge CM Punk fan, but if I were some shy, like, the first wrestler I met when I was, like, 11 or 12, and it was Lex Luger, who ended up being really cool. Yeah. But, I mean, that would be a devastating right. way to meet your hero. It's yeah. like, it's all about context, Punk. You got to put it in context. So... Not everyone's going to know that you don't like to be touched. Not everyone. I mean, it's not like you're in a restaurant, you know, with your lovely wife having dinner. It's Comic Con. Yeah. So I get, th- I get why you're that, that, that was my whole thing. And like, you know, I, mean, I don't even want to put myself on that level. Don't right. get me wrong. But like, I tweeted out the, my tweet out a t- tweet with no context or anger or anything. Just like pro tip: don't touch CM Punk if you want to say hi. Just say hi. Yeah. And some and kids were responding in a few words, just like, yeah. Why would you touch? How would you feel if people touched you? And I'm like. People touch me all the time on the Comic Con show floor, and I'm not thrilled. always appropriately. I'm thrilled that they respond. No, I, they, that only happened to Clements once. They touch me all the time, and I'm thrilled. Oh, yeah. I'm thrilled that they do. <laughs> like I'm honored that anyone cares about me enough to take a f- photo, get an autograph, come to a panel. Like I, t- you know, you see me tweet it, right? If you yeah. see me, stop me. I want to be stopped. I want to tell you thank you. And again. I'm not on the CM Punk 2 million Twitter followers. I'm sure everywhere he goes, he gets stopped nonstop. I get that. You know, I mean, there's right. times and place, but. Well, the context is important. Like, what he has a chip on his shoulder. What's his chip on his shoulder that he lost the fake championship and the thing he gets paid, <laughs> get, gets paid millions of dollars a year to do? Like, I don't feel bad for people like that. Like, it's like, I agree. Like, we're, we're, we're nowhere near the level of, a, of a, res, a wrestler like that. But I'm always honored and very humbled when someone stops me or wants, wants to shake my hand or take a picture. Yeah. And we've been... And the dinner example is good. The last two times Greg and I went out to dinner together, we were recognized. You know? Yeah. like And, like, we They're didn't like, mind having... We're like, get out of here. How, how dare you talk to me when I'm eating my food? It's like, no. Like, these are the people that are your lifeblood, and you must respect that. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're, you know, George Clooney or, you know, Tom Cruise, or you're, like, a... a, a, a Fless internet celebrity like we are. It's yeah. like you have to respect the people that put you there and that keep you there. And I don't, re- I don't respect that kind of thing. You yeah. know, like I, I've run into, I've had run-ins with like professional athletes that are like that too. So like the people that I remember the most are the people that were nice, you know, and like humble. Yeah. And some of the people that were like, what's most ironic to me is that some of the most humble athletes and nicest people I've met were the biggest ones. Yeah. You know, and then you have like the, you know, the, the people that wash out or whatever that are like have a, you know, that are totally have chips on their shoulders and don't want to be bothered. It's like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I'm not trying to bother you. Just saying hello. It's the same thing when we were at uh, eating out, out to eat and people recognize us and they can't, you know, the guy came up and talked to us. And I was like, we really are humbled and appreciate your support. Thank you. Yeah. You know, is it that so, is that so hard to ask if someone, it's not like you were. Yeah, you know, like all on on top oh. of him, punching him and stuff like that. <laughs> Joe Bud is back. It's just, it's so, just yeah, weird. It man. was a super, it was a super weird moment that I only got more upset about later on. And again, I want to be clear: I'm not upset that he doesn't like being touched. That's totally his right. I violated his space. I get that. You know what I mean? I but like, 
but there I were better ways to I, I deal with it. I keep flipping the scenario if I didn't want to be touched and somebody touched me, I'm like, hey, hey, thanks so much. Please don't. T-. You know what I mean? Like, right. But and then again, like that's not his character. Maybe he's walking the show floor in character too, in terms of. No, just, I actually hear he is. He is very antsy about that. Sure. So. Well, no, I, I meant the way he reacted. No, but that's what I mean. I mean that he he does actually bite people's heads off. I've, mm. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I've never met him. Yeah. Now I'm scared to meet him. I would have loved to have met Daniel Bryan. Did you see Daniel Bryan? I did not, no. Oh. Oh, sorry. I couldn't even that's get over the to yes see... guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you. You're learning. You saw the WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. So that's the CM Punk story. It was uh, a weird thing that, again, I'm not, <laughs> doesn't want to be touched. I totally get blah, blah, blah. But just the reaction to it was the one that made me go like, oh, I don't want to work with you, so don't worry about it, and left. Yeah, that's such not cool. Like that, we, that's the thing is we have access to so many celebrities and so many great people. And we meet so many people, and they're cool. Yeah, I mean, and so there's no, like and that kind the, of stuff, and that kind of stuff stands out to you when they're not cool. Yeah, that was the thing, right? Yeah. Then you jump to the live show and everything else, and the panels and stuff. Now, granted, that's a one-on-one interaction; people are there, but like Adam West, willing to take, well, it was like, I'll be late for anything. He's just taking photos with everybody. You know what I mean? All these people are thrilled to be a part of it. Yeah, because Adam West is like, "Yo, you butter my bread," you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank you, you know, for yeah. making me this phenomenal. I, I was in this show d- decades ago, and yeah. I'm still relevant because people care. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Is yeah. it like? Is it like? That hard to be humble, you yeah, know, yeah. and like I have love some perspective. the actors who have come through IGN. I mean, mostly because they love Greg so much because he's such a cool guy. Like I thought that was the most awesome thing when Damian Clark's like, "Yeah, I'm a fan of Greg's." I was like, "Wow." Well, that's the. That's I mean, that's the awesome. weird thing about it, right? Isn't that I always joke about? Is it. like we've never had a bad person on Up at Noon. We've no. never had someone come through Up and I was like, "Man, he 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 or she was a dick." You know what I mean? It, it hasn't happened. No, never. And I mean, that just I think speaks to the fact of most Up at Noon guests come from our fans tweeting them and being like, "Hey, you should go on Up at Noon." That's how we got Aisha. That's how we got Jericho. That's how we've gotten a number of other. Ca- Damien was another one, and it's like. I think maybe that I always thought that was just like, oh, that's awesome, and other people must not see it. Other people must see it and just not be that kind of person. Yeah, not be that kind of person who wants to hustle yeah. and come I mean, do Aisha stuff and be part of it. Is so accessible. That's what I love about her. Yeah. Like she'll chill with anyone and she'll talk about games and she does like forty different things. She'll insult like, Colin shirt. Yeah, she. Ins- yeah. I mean, she insults me every time I see her. <laughs> the, the, uh, you know, but that's what's cool is like Aisha Tyler's a big deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and she's Huge deal. and she like comes to our house and records a podcast. She yeah. says hello when you see her. She she like, remembers you. Yeah, it's like it's like it's just not that hard. Like that's the kind you know. We have access to a lot of. I think that a lot of the voice actors that we deal with that are also actors like like Ashley or Troy yeah. from The Last of Us, like they're big deals, but they're also really cool people. And I think that that goes a long way for you professionally as well because yeah. you grow, you like have that rapport with people and you have that. Um, people understand as time goes on who you are and how you are. It's like yeah. you were saying with about the CM Punk guy, like it people know or talk about how he's not cool, you know? Yeah. But like people know that if you see Ashley Johnson. At E3 or Comic Con, she's gonna say hey and take a picture with you, and that's not gonna be a big deal because she's living her dream. Yeah, you know, yeah, just like we're living our dream, and he's living his, and that's like yeah. the, that's that's the kind of stuff that bothers me the most. You know, like when yeah. I see, you know, it, I just think people need to be more humble, and you know, and that is not humility. By the way, I am so sorry. I totally derailed this entire conversation. You ever listened to this we, show before? We're a conversational <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I have. I have. But for some reason, I feel the need to apologize. Nah, this is what people show up for. You know what else they show up for, Colin? Yeah. The new segment, Worst PlayStation Name of the Week. Oh, good. PlayStation Network Name last of the Week. Year was, uh, last, last year was... Last week was Awesome Schlong. Last week was Awesome Schlong. And he actually wrote in to explain, because <laughs> uh, his name, his real name's Sean. Uh, I'll just let him tell the story himself. Hey there, Greg, Colin, and the ever-rotating third chair. 
I've been getting lots of love from the Beyond community after last week's podcast. Many of my new friends are wondering why I would ever consider abandoning my awesome account. So here's a quick story you could read at the top of the new segment for the worst PlayStation Network name. My Xbox Live gamer tag was also awesome schlong. Until one fateful, ho- one fateful holiday season when I brought my 360 into work on- for a Christmas party to play Rock Band. While setting things up, I tested Man. a song to make sure everything was perfect, but when awesome schlong took the stage as lead singer, I was mortified. <laughs> <laughs> so long as I was signed in, Awesome Schlong would appear before every song. I panicked. There was no way I could let my managers and CEO see this ridiculously juvenile and self-congratulatory name. <laughs> I signed out and we played with only 12 or so songs. When asked why there weren't more songs to choose from, I had to lie. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> So while I still believe Awesome Schlong is a hilarious and awesome name, it's just a little embarrassing to share with my colleagues. Hopefully you'll receive and share many more regrettable names and the stories behind them from future Beyond community in the coming weeks. Just tell them it's true. Thanks again and Beyond from Can I like how he said, so I never for a second... Self-congratulatory. I never for a second thought that he, he was like... I have an awesome dick, so I'm going to put Awesome Schlong as my name. I never did. Uh, we have a new entry, though. It's John. John says, Colin, Greg, and Furniture. Ever rotated there, Jim. For some reason, I thought it would be hilarious for my name to be Tasty underscore Placenta. (laughs) (laughs) Without the gift of foresight, I was unprepared for years later when simple situations like firing up a PlayStation 4 to put on a movie for your wife and new mother-in-law would would result in absolute disgust when she read my username on the television. (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, she is not too hip to the technology, so I was quick to say that this was the name of a friend who popped online. She then ranted on and on about how twisted and disgusted an individual has to be to pick that as your screen name. My wife sat there quiet. My nephew is getting older, too, and no doubt will want to add me as a friend in the near future. This name will only result in more uncomfortable situations in the future. I would, however, love a name like Awesome Schlong, regardless of repercussions. Have a nice day. Tasty Placenta. Are you Tasty listening, underscore placenta. Let us change our names please tasty placenta is another one another good one there were so many i will tell you what man (laughs) there were so many terrible psn names to choose i've (gasps) seen so many terrible i can't even say them like i have no idea how people even get away with these names yeah yeah like they're making me laugh but i'm like oh my oh my god yeah yeah. you know like yeah some of that's crazy oh man and it takes me a second too like i got a bunch of friend requests recently because my I tweeted out my PSN name, which is Celtic underscore Queen, and then I got all these friend requests, and some of them I was like, I don't feel comfortable adding you as a friend. I don't want to see you ever pop up. <laughs> yeah, happy, you know, something or another. I don't, yeah. I went on a binge the other day when I was purge? at work. A purge? No. People message us on PSN all the time. You shut your notifications off. I don't. I, um, I would not be able to do anything if yeah. I... <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, I get, like, a ton of messages, and I, I try to my, to answer them when I can, but I usually... It's like Facebook when I just accept friend requests, like, every six months. See, I'll just I, go through, yeah. like, for two hours and just accept everyone. Yeah. Be like, okay, fine. Whether so, you know them or not, though? Yeah. See, I don't do that, because I have family and friends, and they're very private, so I can't add... Wait, Facebook or PSN? Uh, Facebook. Okay. PSN is fine, Twitter is fine, gotcha. but Facebook is a little... I understand. I understand that. Well, I want, I want people to be able to access us. You know, again, it's we're honored that they even want to yeah, be yeah. part of our lives. Uh, 
But I, I've been bad about answering PSN messages because I just get so many of them. You know, especially now that we have 2,000 friends. So they're seeing all this early stuff I'm playing. Yeah. And they're like, and they, so, but I just hooked up a keyboard last week to my PSN and I just went crazy. I answered like every message that I've gotten in like the last four months. And against the humility thing, it's like people oh, are yeah, like, people oh, thank that. you. Thank you for, I didn't expect an answer. It's like, you're welcome. Yeah. You know? Uh, but I, I was thinking that I'm, a lot of people are like, I want to add you and I can't. Your friends list is yeah. full. One guy was like, no, you can have 2,000 friends now. And I'm like, I have 2,000 yeah, friends. Yeah, I know. Uh, That's what always kills and, me. And it like, happened um, before PS4 came. I remember that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they updated Vita, it. Yeah, because they updated yeah. Vita. And so if you had a Vita, you could actually That's start what adding I, people. Somebody, if somebody, I had a conversation with this at the meet and greet at Applied uh, Provisions in San Diego Comic Con, and he was like, what, what do I got to do to get on your friends list? I'm like, well, you had to have been on your feet fast enough back in the day. He's like, oh, man, I just wasn't thinking back then. I'm like, all right. And I'm like, also, honestly, you don't want to be on my friends list anymore. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't no, matter. Uh, it's all gibberish. It, it, I can't get in there to check who what's pe- I, if you go down, exactly. You go down four and it just it gets into. Nothing. You have to delete your cache and then start over. And it's like, all right, new batch of friends. No, because if I mean, like, because again, there's no easy way to do that. Like I'd have to sit there and delete. Yeah. Eighteen hundred people. Like yeah, that's gonna it's take just, forever. I, yeah, it's, it's like it much. breaks when you're trying to do real name requests. People ask for my real name. I'm like, oh, of I just deleted them all. You, I'm just like, I can't even because it, it will just. It's so broken. And like, yeah. I used to, I, I used to be just like you. Every time I turn on my PS3, scroll over. What's what are people playing? Awesome. And now you can't even do that. No, I don't. I, I know like what everyone with an A name is playing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but. Yeah, so, uh, I, but I was thinking recently, because people are like, how do you, I want to be, you know, your friend on PSN. I'm like, I appreciate that. I'm thinking about going back through and deleting everyone uh, that is below, like, level, I don't even know at this yeah, point, yeah, like, yeah. level 15, maybe. Yeah. Oof, I, I don't, I don't, except for people I know. Sure. Uh, but I, I just don't think that's fair either, because I used to do that on PS3, and when Vita came out. Yeah. But it's like, just because a person has a low trophy count doesn't mean that they're not dedicated to the system. They just don't have time or they don't have the amount of games that we do and stuff. So I just don't think the only fair way to do it is like you said, like I just have to keep it the way it is. You the know? difficult life of PlayStation superstars. We try to be there for everybody. Too many friends. Not enough time. Uh, guess what? Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out on Friday. Yeah, that looks... What's, you're not a comic book fan. No, okay. it looks stupid. Though. I don't know everybody anything about it, but Daniel Krupa yeah. praised the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah, everybody who's seen it goes crazy for it. Yeah, uh, so. Zen Pinball, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy uh, PSN table. Uh, gotcha. We have codes to give away. Rather than shout them out here or put them in, on Twitter like I often do, what I'm going to do is go Wednesday, Wednesday after this comes out, I'm going to go into the video comments for Podcast Beyond at 3 p.m. Pacific time and put them in there, in the comments. So if you got to be looking at 3 p.m. Pacific time, okay. the video comments of Podcast Beyond episode 350. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. On Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Podcast Beyond episode 353. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, Podcast Beyond is the Internet's number one PlayStation podcast. It posts every Tuesday as an MP3 on your favorite service of choice and IGN.com. Then Wednesday on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN, and the PlayStation 4 IGN app. You can get the video version of the show. Sometimes I put it up early if I can, like I did last last week. Yeah. Surprise. Surprise. There it was. Nobody really cared Boom. as much. Got <laughs> Boom. <laughs> uh, and if you go there Wednesday, 3 p.m., uh, the video comments on the IGN version, Pacific. Don't ask me the time again. I'll put it there for you. Um, oh, buy Rogue Legacy. Buy Rogue Legacy. For the love of God, buy Rogue I mean, Legacy. If they, you can take it to the bank. That's a great game. That's a really, really good game. If you guys are looking for a Vita game, especially. Colin has sold me on it because I Yay. can't get a code, so now Aww. I have to go pay for it yeah. sorry Santa Claus, Santa Claus's <laughs> bag of codes runs Jeez. empty every once in a while remember ladies and gentlemen IGN.com keeps the mic on though go there read the reviews watch the videos uh, buy shirts from splitreason.com slash IGN listen to other podcasts do all that stuff there's a lot of stuff to do on IGN just go there 
do all of it. Then follow everybody on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Colin is no taxation. Megan is Megan underscore IGN. That's right. It's been in the video version a lot. I still a bit. love you, Punk, by the way. I just want to shout out to Punk that even though Very you're a talented total wrestler, very jerk talented to performer. Greg. You, you disrespected and, my friend. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not cool. I don't like that. No, it's not cool. <laughs> Every episode cool. of Podcast Beyond ends in a song and a segment we call Ryan's wrap up. Today's comes from Nick. He says, Hello, Greg, Colin, and the ever rotating third chair. I'm a freelance composer from Canada, and I am submitting an original arrangement of themes from the Child of Light game. I was so inspired nice. by the amazing soundtrack that I decided to recreate some of the themes along with my own variations using MIDI and orchestral sample libraries. I really love the artist's writing style and enjoyed recreating it my own way. Discovery and people listening to my music is di- very difficult as a new composer, so it is my hope that this piece interests a few Child of Light fans and other people come to check it out. More example of my work can be found at SoundCloud.com slash Nick Komarniki, N-I-C-K-K-O-M-A-R-N-I-C-K-I. Oof. I'm on board. I'm it already hard, It's hard to discover that name. <laughs> you can also find him on Twitter at K-U-M-A-R-N-I-C-H-I. Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, it's our honor to play your song. Thank you for submitting it. Everybody read the Child of Light review. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.